This is PhotoBizX, episode number 359, and today we're talking with the boudoir photographer, and we're going deep into how she has created the incredibly successful business that she has, how she attracts amazing clients who want to spend great money with her over and over again, and of course, we go deep into the marketing, the advertising side of things, the sales, the pricing, everything you need if you want to improve the profitability of your business. Our special guest is none other than Cara Marie Trombetta of Cara Marie Studios, and that interview is coming up in just a minute. Are you planning to have a successful wedding and portrait photography business? Join Andrew as he interviews successful photographers and business experts to fast-track your success. Welcome to the Photo Biz Exposed podcast with your host, Andrew Helmich. Hey, it's Andrew Helmich here from Impact Images and welcome to this episode of the podcast. Can't wait to jump in and share this interview with Carl Marie with you in just a second. Before we get into that, I usually dive a little bit deeper into what's been happening with me in my week. And well, there hasn't been a lot of photography, to be honest. (laughs) I've been focusing more on getting ready for the launch of the daily vlog challenge, which has just started this morning. I'm running late with a whole lot of stuff because of that. So I'm going to keep the intro short today. I'm going to share a little bit more about the vlog challenge afterwards, plus another couple of announcements as well. I did receive one interesting email, I guess you could call it, from a listener, a free listener to the podcast following the interview with Zach Arias a couple of weeks ago. In that interview, we talked about a whole lot of things, but one of the topics that Zach brought up was the fact he was going to be shooting some porch portraits for as little as $100, which did seem incredible considering he is such a successful photographer and usually commands so much more money for his services. Anyway, back to this email that I received, this particular photographer sent me a one-line email which said, porch portraits for $100, thanks for ruining business, you (laughs) a-hole. So super charming. (laughs) But, you know, it got me thinking, like, do, do you really feel that in the current climate with coronavirus, COVID-19, that if a photographer is shooting porch portraits for free, for $50, for $100, whatever the, the nominal amount is, do you really think that's going to be affecting business moving forward for you? Do you think, well, I was going to say Cara Marie, but you haven't actually heard her interview yet. <laughs> it's coming up shortly. But do you think Zach or anyone shooting porch portraits for $100 will affect her business? I don't think so. I don't think so. Anyway, I, look, I may be wrong. But for me personally, if I had local photographers to me, you know, shooting porch portraits or photographing porch portraits in my local area for 50 or $100, it wouldn't bother me at all. I'd say good on you. And, you know, same thing for FaceTime portraits. I'm seeing so much negativity towards those as well. I know I've talked about Tim Dunk on the podcast in the past. He's doing fantastically well with his. I don't know about earning money, but certainly as far as exposure, which I know you can't sell. And I, I'm sure something else will come of uh, his project moving forward. Anyway, look, yeah, let me know your thoughts. Is this, is this photographer who emailed me, are, are they coming from left field or am I totally missing something? Uh, are we devaluing photography 
by photographing porch portraits or, or anything at this time at reduced rates just to keep some money coming in and putting food on the table if it's gotten to that stage. Love to hear your thoughts on that. And now, a macro look at our last episode. Talking about past episodes, in last week's interview, I talked to Sean LeBlanc from Canada, and he's making the transition, if you didn't catch that interview, from wedding photography to portrait photography. He's booking amazing clients through expos, and in the interview, he shared exactly how he's doing that, and he went into a lot of detail about his actual stand at the expos, identifying his ideal target clients, talking to them palming off the ones that aren't his ideal clients and exactly how he's generating bookings at the expos. It was full of absolute gold, that interview. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that one, get back and check it out, particularly if you shoot portraits and you're looking to book and attract your ideal families to your portrait photography business. I think this is, I'm not going to say an untapped market, but one that isn't getting utilized anywhere near near as much as it possibly could be. So that's last week's episode with Sean LeBlanc. Photo Biz Exposed. Interviews with photographers to help you build a better photography business. Alrighty, we're going to jump into this interview with Cara Murray Trombetta in just a second. If you are hearing this announcement, it does mean you are listening to the free version of the podcast, which is totally fine. You are going to get so much from Cara Marie in the first half of this interview, but I just wanted you to be aware that I do save a portion of the second half of the interview for premium members only, and in that portion, we're diving deep into her sales techniques, her pricing, exactly how she's selling and making the kinds of sales, incredible sales that she is to her female photography clients. So if you would like to hear the full interview today, and this doesn't matter whether or not you're a boudoir photographer, a family photographer, you photograph kids, babies, or newborns, you will want to hear what Car Marie is doing if you want to increase your prices and your profitability. You can do that for as little as $1 with a trial membership. All you need to do is head over to photobizx.com forward slash, <laughs> photobizx.com forward slash try You can sign up for a 30-day trial membership there. It's $1. You'll get full access to the interview today with Cara Marie. You can hear the full interviews with previous interview guests like Sean LeBlanc, like Zach Arias, and so many others in the back catalogue. All they're available to you with that trial membership. Plus, I'll invite you into the members' Facebook group. You can see and experience just how amazing how um, I can't talk today. You can see and appreciate just how amazing our group is. If you have a business-related question, you post it in our group and you will get looked after in regards to quality answers from experienced photographers who are looking to help and support you. It really is an incredible community. So all that for $1, photobizx.com forward slash try if you want to check that out. Welcome to another great time for business. It's time for Andrew's special guest. I'm not sure whether to introduce today's guest as an artist or a photographer. She's both, but looking at her work, artist feels like a better fit. Her work features stunning images of women of all shapes and sizes, all captured in gorgeous black and white. Take a look at her work and you'll come up with descriptive words including boudoir, empowerment, natural, posed, confident, sexy, 
vulnerable, contrast, captivating, elegant, beautiful, and so many more. I can only imagine as a woman landing on her homepage, it's likely you'll see yourself in one or more of the images and there will be something you'll connect with. She's based in Austin, Texas. She says on her website she's a destination photographer celebrating the modern woman with a first-class photo shoot experience. She was named 2017 Boudoir Photographer of the Year by the Association of International Boudoir Photographers. She does this full-time and she has done so for eight years. She's a wife, a mother of two kids, and she's photographed over 4,500 women. I'm talking about Cara Marie of Cara Marie Studios, and I'm wrapped to have her with us now. Cara Marie, welcome. Oh, my goodness. Can you call me tomorrow and do that again? <laughs> <laughs> that was an amazing intro. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. You make it so easy. I mean, as soon as I discovered your website, and I can't remember exactly how I did that. It may have been through a Photo BizX member. I was blown away reached out to you straight away and here we are today. Does it surprise you to hear that you photographed over four and a half thousand women? It really does. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe it's been that many. But at the same time, it's like it should be a million. (laughs) It's been just a very, very busy career for me. And yeah, that number is definitely very eye-opening every time I hear of it or think of it. (laughs) Did you get into this because you love photography or because you love business? Neither. (laughs) (laughs) I got into this genuinely, um, you know, I had my first child and I was in corporate sales and I wanted out and I did the whole, oh, I should just, you know, I've always liked photography. I've always had a little bit of an eye and I've always really admired, you know, vintage fashion photography, essentially like old film photography. I'm amazing. But it wasn't until I had my son that, you know, I decided I don't want this. I can put my talents to better use. It was more honestly, from a sales perspective, I knew that I could build a business. So I guess I guess a a little bit of both, but really neither factor. It was more so I just didn't want to pour my heart and soul into somebody else's business anymore. I wanted to do something on my own. I thought that I was creative enough to make it work. And I did the impulsive thing and which I don't recommend to listeners necessarily, but I'm a very impulsive person. And I said, I think I want to be a photographer. And I went to Best Buy and I bought a kit camera and lens and had a business name by the end of the week. So, <laughs> it's certainly not the by the book way to go, but it was my way nonetheless. And here we are. <laughs> what was the first business name? Oh, I was Click Chick. Click Chick. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Click Chick. It was a name that I regretted almost immediately. But, you know, once you set up a business and you go through all of the process of, you know, the paperwork and your tax ID and all of that, then you get kind of stuck in it. And I hated the name for about six years before I finally changed it. <laughs> At what point of the business or how successful was the business when you decided to make the change? Honestly, my business 
genuinely, although my photographic prowess, we'll say, has definitely evolved and grown, and I was absolutely a horrendous photographer from the beginning, I've always been kind of solidly booked. I've always been very good at um, kind of self-promotion and marketing myself and keeping my schedule full of paying clients. So the transition was actually so smooth, and it was very you know warmly welcomed. And I still have clients now that are like, I remember when I booked you the first time, and you were the click check. <laughs> so uh, it seemed to be a very well received name change. But you know, other people, especially people that had been following me from the early days, still say, you know, I liked that name, <laughs> but I, I loathed it. I thought it was really cute at first, and you know, it got old really quickly. You know how when you say words over and over and over, they start to sound like you're saying them incorrectly or like they shouldn't be a word. That was kind of the way it was for my business name. <laughs> right, and the reason I ask is I know that there are some listeners and a lot of photographers out there that have a particular business name, they're not happy with it, but they're too scared to change. What would your Mm -hmm. advice be to them? Oh, yeah. I genuinely think you have to be happy with your business name. That's the first thing that people are going to ask you. What's your business called? And if you're not confident in that answer and you don't like it, then what good is that? You know, it's going to damage your confidence going forward in your elevator pitch or whatever that you're saying. So I take the plunge, do it. It's a little bit of a pain. You know, you do have to change All of those, you know, all the paperwork, you have to go and re-register with your local government and all of that. It is a pain, but just do it. Just do it. Yeah. (laughs) I want to come back to your early days and the fact that you were always booked, but I'm curious, can you give us a bit of an idea about the business right now? Mm -hmm. Like, can you give me an idea of revenue? Yeah. So I have been in business for about actually 12 years now, um, full-time and specializing in women for a little bit over seven, almost eight years. Our business revenue has grown every single year since we started, which is absolutely incredible. And last year we were at about 400,000, which was fantastic for us. Unreal. That is mm-hmm. an awesome business. And now you're saying us and we, who else is involved in the business? <laughs> uh, so I do, I have a small staff. So it is myself, I am the photographer and, you know, the all hat wearer in the studio. I have a retoucher and assistant on site. My husband is also now my kind of my business and logistics manager, which I, you know, He's on staff now, which is fantastic. And then I just have a team of hair and makeup people on site too. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. (laughs) That is fantastic. What a great business and how nice to be working together with your husband. I get to do that with my wife. Oh, great. I know it's a great partnership. Let me take you back to the early days. And I saw an interview on YouTube with you and Michael Sasser. Oh, yeah. And you said to him, like you said to me, that you were constantly booked from the start, even though you shouldn't have been. Mm -hmm. That's what you said. And you also said... Your work was garbage. Yes. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) How were you getting so many bookings back then if it wasn't because of your fantastic, beautiful work? I've always been really, really good at consumer psychology. I've always been really good with people. And I've always been, I think, beyond anything else, very committed to an outstanding customer service experience. So way back in the beginning, when I didn't have a firm understanding of light or exposure or composition, or literally, I was clueless. I was still making my clients feel good about themselves and giving them an amazing customer service experience that they were bragging on to their friends. So I was getting referrals and word of mouth like crazy. My schedule has always been in demand and booked. 
because of that. And it certainly wasn't because of my work. Although my clients always, even those clients from, you know, way back 12 years ago, they still say that they love those photos. So they loved them. I'm a big believer in under-promising and over-delivering. I never promise grand things that I can't execute. So I try to manage expectations as best I can and still over-deliver on those. And customer service and word of mouth is truly, I mean, that is the most important part to growing and expanding as any business or especially as a creative business owner. Sure. Do you do or were you doing anything to encourage those referrals? Was there like a bonus system in place, a rebate, anything like that? Yeah, I do have a really good referral program. And that is something that I actually ended up, it was doing so well and I couldn't believe it. And I shared it with some of my photographer friends and they started to incorporate that into their business and had great success with it. So I eventually finally wrote up a, you know, a PDF guide on this and started selling it. And still to this day, I released that about five years ago. And that is my top selling educational product is this guide on my referral program. So I do have a really good program in place that benefits both the referring client and myself and the client that they are sending in to me. And it's basically combining the sneak peek that photographers are so well known for, you know, sending out a sneak peek, essentially combining that sneak peek with a incentive, an ad, if you will, for booking uh, services. So essentially, as soon as a client leaves my studio, we're going through their images, we're picking out one to send for their referral voucher image. And this is essentially, it looks like a gift certificate. And it has my client's image on the background of it. So it looks like a on-brand ad. And they can, either way that they spin it, whether they're saying, hey, look at me, look how good I look, or they're saying, I'm such a good friend, let me share this with you, with you. Either way, they're sending this voucher to their friends. And it, you know, it's time sensitive and all of that. And if their referring friend books a session, they get $100 to use towards the purchase or upgrades of their products at their photo reveal appointment. And the friend that is coming in to me gets a discount on their booking and I get a new client. So I'm happy to discount both the product that my clients are purchasing and the new client's photo session rate for sure in order to get a new client in the studio. Um, that took off so well that we've been on a waitlist situation for almost three years now, which is great. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so is that PDF, that product still available now? It sure is. Yeah. It's right on my website, which is karamariestudios.com. And in the store there, it's called Book Her Friends. And it's a 32-page PDF guide explaining the it doesn't need all that much explanation, but I go into a lot of detail. I go into details for different types of businesses that might be interested because I was known as a boudoir photographer. People were wondering, will this work for weddings? Will this work for newborns, etc.? Which I absolutely think that it can work for all portrait photographers. So it outlines different scenarios. It outlines different, you know, if this isn't working for you, check this thing, this thing, and this thing. First and foremost, obviously, you have to be delivering amazing customer service. You have to be giving your client a experience that they want to brag about. So that's the first thing to check off the list. But beyond that, it's really just a matter of maximizing the effectiveness of this by proper timing and the way that you present it to your clients and the types of image that you're choosing for the background image of that. It's pretty thorough. And then it also has PSD templates. So you can just drag and drop your logo on there and you know customize the text to the way that you want and drag your client's photo on. It makes it really easy. Awesome. Okay. So this is a boudoir photographer's manual to book her friends. 
Well, actually, it was originated as a boudoir photographer, yes. And everything that is in the first couple of chapters, if you will, of the guide is in reference to boudoir, but it is applicable to other niches as well. Okay. But that's the name of it in the store. Yes. Okay. And that's, so that's $99. Okay, I'll have a link to that in the show notes. Yeah. And just to clarify that the voucher style referral, is that an actual physical product or people doing this on Facebook and Instagram? Yeah, it's a digital product. So it's just something that they're able to send to their clients. And oh, by email. Exactly, by email. So the next time they check their email after their session, they have this in there with a little explanation of how it works. And it's essentially, it's their first and only sneak peek of their session. So if they want anybody to see that sneak peek, it's got your branding and your ad essentially right over top of it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. You talked about, and I've heard this from a lot of guests that I've interviewed, you know, exceptional service, an amazing experience. What does that really mean? Like, what are those two things to you? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think it really essentially starts with your education to your clients. So how you're educating them and how you're communicating with them. I think when you're coming in to be photographed, it's a very daunting thing. You're putting yourself in a very vulnerable position. There's so few people that actually enjoy being photographed or think that they're good in front of a camera. So they're very, very nervous and they want to know. I put myself in my consumer shoes and if I'm going into a place where I'm in this vulnerable position and in a situation that might make me very uncomfortable, I'm going to read absolutely everything I can up on the experience before going into it. So I make sure that my clients are really, really thoroughly educated before they set foot in the studio. So from the, my website is very full and very beefy and it has tons of information and FAQs and all of that. So they can get a good handle of what to expect with their photo session with me. But then honestly, communicating with them the entire way, telling them how to prepare for their session, what kinds of things photograph well, what kinds of things don't, the kinds of things they should and should not worry about. And the answer, I mean, really for my clients, I put a very high valuation on authenticity. So I don't encourage my clients to do a whole lot of prep work for this. And I think that really helps them to feel safe and secure and it takes the edge off a little bit. Uh, let them know that they're, you know, they don't have to go out and get, you know, <laughs> nipped and tucked and like <laughs> scraped and exfoliated and all of those crazy things prior to coming into a session. They don't have to go out and go on a shopping spree. So all of these kinds of things to really set them up for success and help them to feel like they know exactly what is going to happen in what order, et cetera. And then of course, when they set foot in the studio, then is just when we, you know, we pamper them and we meet them down at their car and bring their clothes up for them. Uh, we have little signs in the studio to welcome them in. I just like baby step them through from top to bottom, the entire photo shoot. They don't have a second to wonder if they're doing it right. If they look okay, everything is done for them. I essentially pose and then they copy me. It's so easy. And at the end of the, you know, we ask them if the temperature is okay for them. We ask them what kind of music they want to listen to. We personalize as much as we can you know, fold the toilet paper into little triangles. <laughs> Everything is just a very, so they feel like they're really truly getting an experience that was crafted specifically for them, make them feel, our clients are always surprised at how many sessions that we're doing because they do feel like it's such a personalized and customized experience that they feel like they're, you know, my only client this month, which I really take a lot of pride in that. And then of course the, you know, the under promising and over delivering, that's really important. 
you know, I'm going to show you a collection of roughly 55 to 65 images. That's actually really low. I usually double that. But it's just one of those things that they're like, oh, you're really, you're going to get 55 good images. They're surprised by that. And then they see that we, oh, wow, we got 100. Really? Oh, my gosh. And feel like a rock star. So it's just the entire process through and through to the delivery of the products and the photo reveal experience here is so incredible. They come in and we make, you know. Let me just hold you. I'm going to ask you about that, Karen Marie, just one second. So let me, okay, let me okay. take you back. I'm ahead of myself. <laughs> let me take you back to that lead up. So you've got a booking. You could have been via referral or inquiry, let's call it. And they're happy to go ahead. And you said you have this sequence where the client knows what's going to be happening every step of the way. And you're talking to the whole way along. Is that via email, like an automated email sequence? Is it phone call from you or your staff? I am 100% website and email based. I don't take phone calls. I don't don't (laughs) take consultations. I set myself up for success because I am not under pressure. I'm probably not the best on the phone, which we'll probably find out today. Uh, I'm also very busy. I don't have time to field a lot of phone calls. In-person consultations are really difficult just because of the busy schedule there is here. I'm also outside of here putting in, you know, I have my 50 hours or so at the studio, but then also I'm a mom and a wife and I've got, you know, a mini personal life, but a personal life. So (laughs) I structured my communication with my clients based on that. And also I've really honed in on my target demographic and my target demographic, she's me and she's busy and she doesn't want to have 16 meetings leading up to her photo session. She wants all of her questions answered via email. And I know that when I reach out to other businesses for, you know, something for myself, I get very frustrated when I just want information and they're like, well, when can you come in? Well, no, I can't. (laughs) I can't come in. So for me and for my clientele who is likely a very, very busy woman. I wanted to structure everything so they could read at their own pace and get all the information they needed without needing to come in or to call in. I also find that because I invested so much time and energy into my website and my FAQs and all of my educational material that goes to my clients and goes to my inquiries. I don't need the in-person consultation because I put myself out there on social media. People feel like they know me before they set foot in the door. So it's not one of those situations where it's just a you know a white website with a few photos and no information. I want to make sure they have everything that they need so they don't have questions to ask me that aren't already addressed somewhere. And if somebody asks me a question that it hasn't been addressed yet, I add it in. So it's an ongoing, like frequently asked questions section of my website. I will continue to update that and add things. And my clients are always very grateful for all the information going in. They feel like they're couldn't possibly be a question that I haven't already addressed. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. I mean, the website is a credit to you. It's amazing. And it looks beautiful, but there's so much information there as well. One thing I can't see is, and I haven't, I guess I've had a pretty good look, (laughs) but how do I actually book? Like what's the next step? Yeah. So, well, the reason that you don't see that is because we're waitlisted right now. So there is on the contact page, 
there's a little note that says we're currently booked to capacity for 2020, but we do have, there's a little contact form there and people can add their email address on there to be notified of any new openings. So the way that I've been structuring it for the last few years, I had a bit of burnout as most small business owners do at some point or another. And I was just absolutely inundated with bookings and unable to say no. That was my own fault. I couldn't turn anybody down. So if somebody inquired, I would find a spot for them. I would make it work, which inevitably led to my burnout and a lot of <laughs> suffering and tears and all of that. Yeah, so yeah, I exactly. structuring it that I would only open time slots a few months at a time. So I would say, okay, April, I am opening up eight time slots or 10 time slots, if you will. And once those sold out, they sold out until I released the next set. So when clients or potential clients add their email to that list, the next round of openings that open, they're going to get an email notification about that. And then it's first come, first serve. It has been just a roller coaster that's mostly like in the free fall mode for about 10 years now, just really crazy busy and which is a good, you know, Certainly not complaining. That's a great problem to have. That is so many photographers strive to be there, but I, what I lacked was the ability to set boundaries for myself for a long time. So doing that wait list was a really good way to make sure I wasn't booking myself two years in advance like I used to. And now I have flexibility to actually be able to travel and to have play shoots and portfolio shoots and things like that. Whereas before it was so busy in the studio and I was booked so far ahead that I couldn't take a day off or a weekend off or a week off if I wanted to. That's horrible. Yeah. So now it is a little bit more complicated for people to book with me. And I do feel a slight bit guilty about that. But Again, good problem to have, right? Absolutely. Life sounds better now, that's for sure. I mean, I hate the idea of having, imagine having every weekday book for two years. Oh man, that's not a calendar that I want to have. I can imagine, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to just go back and quickly check with you, with your email and your studio management. Are you using particular software for both those, same thing? Yeah, I use 17 hats for my CRM. And I communicate a lot through there and just good old fashioned Apple mail with all kinds of saved inboxes and smart boxes. <laughs> so I'm right. pretty organized about that. But So with 17 hats, can you send out emails in a sequence over a certain period of time? Mm -hmm. Okay. So you don't yeah. need something like yeah. MailChimp as well. Right. I do use MailChimp when I am sending out, for example, we do have a newsletter email list that I don't really use, um, <laughs> but I do have an email list for that. And then of course I have the wait list email, which is just essentially people that want to be notified anytime there's a cancellation or the next time that I'm opening up new time slots. So when I am sending out a bulk email, I will use MailChimp for that, but all other client communications, I have workflows programmed through 17 hats. So when they book, they get an email explaining what the next steps are. They get an email a couple of days prior to their photo session, just reminding them of the session and last minute details like where to park, what to bring, you know, don't drink red wine right before you come in kind <laughs> of thing. Um, that all of those last minute details. And then of course, thank you for your session. And here's like the referral voucher one where it's like, we had a great time. Can't wait for your photo reveal. In the meantime, here's a little sneak peek kind of thing. So I'm presenting the referral program. And then they're also getting an email before their photo reveal appointment, which is just 
the process that we, it sounds like we're going to get to that later. So we won't go too much into it, but yeah, every step of the way. If I complete your contact form now, Mm -hmm. do I go into the 17 hats database or do I go into the MailChimp list? You go into the MailChimp list. So how do I get from MailChimp into 17 hats? Is that only for actual clients or people that have requested a booking? Yes, it is for me. I never began tracking leads through 17 hats or any other CRM because leads were always instantly converted into bookings. It was, I mean, it was, <laughs> right. yeah, it was kind of a, a perfect scenario. But yeah, no, it would have gotten very out of control for me to start inputting all of the inquiries. Uh, so, and again, I list all of my, I list my pricing information and everything's on my website. So if somebody is reaching out to me to inquire, they're probably ready to because there's very few situations in which somebody reaches out and then says, oh, wait, like, never mind, I didn't know it would be that expensive, or I'm not ready to commit right now. Because if they're reaching out, they have all of my information. Right. Okay. So let's say you have a booking. So someone's been to your website, they've looked at the pricing. It looks like your pricing starts at $3,000 plus tax, and that's US. Is that right? Yes. That's the starting price? Correct. Let me take it back just to the number of shoots you're doing. So if you're getting so booked out, you're converting every lead, you've got this wait list, why not just increase that price? Yeah, that's a really good question. I get that a lot. And I have increased my prices little by little over the years. And I've hit a very interesting plateau of the types of clients that I was attainable to. So essentially, I want to be attainable. I want the clients who value my work and really want and need this experience for themselves to be able to afford it. And it was getting to the situation with the wait list and all of that, that people were saving up and saving up and saving up and saving up and saving up, but then there were no bookings. So I did increase my prices and I found the higher that I climbed, the more percentage of clients I was getting who this photo shoot was just kind of a drop in the bucket for them. They've done many others in the past. They're, you know, very, very wealthy. And, you know, they'd show up 30 minutes late to their session. It's just the kind of people who just things tend to just happen for and fall in the laps of and they didn't value me and they didn't really care what kind they just knew that I was the most expensive in the area. And that's when they wanted the book, (laughs) which it was, you know, it's not always that way. It's a very small percentage, but that percentage did increase pretty drastically once I crossed over that $2,000 price point. So the types of clients that I was getting did shift and my job satisfaction was starting to slip a little because of that. Because, you know, I'm creative professional. I'm, I guess, an artist brain and I have a little bit of that ego. I want to feel appreciated. (laughs) I want to feel like my time is valued and I want to feel like you want really, really want to be here. And the higher my prices crept, the more I was finding that I was frustrated. (laughs) So I am right now sitting very pleasantly, you know, the $3,000 price point is my entry price point. It does include a tangible product. So it is like an inclusive package. It's not like you're going to have to spend thousands of dollars on top of that. But I do also have a $5,500 package that they're allowed to select at booking. And that kind of includes the whole shebang. So yeah, so there are still two options. But yeah, I just wanted to be attainable and affordable for my kind of people. 
I love it. I love it. And I think that's a, it paints a great picture of you and your personality and why you're doing what you're doing as well. Yeah. You know, it's not just purely for the money. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I do a lot of things for, you know, with profit in mind, but if I'm going to be miserable with every single client, I can't, I'm not good at faking it. I'm a very authentic person. And if I'm not driving with a client who's kind of treating me like, you know, the hired help and that it's just, you know, this is just another Tuesday for me. And like, <laughs> I, yeah, it, just my quality of life is starting to slip a little bit. So I would rather be working with people that I absolutely adore, which I am like 99% of the time. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Premium members of PhotoBiz Exposed hear more of the best photography business strategies from every guest. I love everything you've shared. I've got one more hypothetical mm-hmm. question to ask you, but just before that, you teach photographers as well, don't you? Like you share this stuff. I do. So where do we go to learn more from you? Oh my goodness. So my website, karamariestudios.com slash store, that has my, you know, I have a few PDF guides available for sale there. And anytime I'm hosting a workshop that still has available seats, you'll find them there. So I do teach in-person workshops, private workshops. They're usually groups of 15 or smaller. I also do speaking engagements occasionally. I have increased the number that I accept every year as of last year. Since I slowed down on my shooting, I can teach a little bit more. So I was brought on by Sue Bryce last year to the Portrait Masters platform. So I did what's called the Boudoir Series. It is a series of educational videos located on the PortraitMastersStore.com. And that is 48 lessons. It was like a year of my life. I dumped every ounce (laughs) of knowledge that I have into that series. And it's like ridiculously low priced for everything that's in it. So that is the most comprehensive training that I have to offer called the Boudoir Series. And then also, you know, I spoke at the Portrait Masters Conference last year, and I will be there again this year teaching in some capacity as well. So I do, you know, accept occasional speaking engagements for conferences and retreats and things like that. But anything that I am announcing, I have on my website, there is a spot to be notified for any education that I have to offer. So anytime I offer anything new, an email goes out to all of those people letting them know what it is. So if anybody is interested in new stuff that's coming from me, which there is a few things coming in the next couple of months, they can just enter their email on that contact page. Excellent. And that's the one, caramariestudios.com uh, forward slash four dash photographers. You've got it. Excellent. You have done your homework. I have. (laughs) So I'll add links to all those things that you just mentioned, Cara Marie, including your social media profiles, Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. Before I do let you go, I'm curious, let's say, what's your husband's name? His name is Joey. And he loves when I bring him into the spot. He's <laughs> <laughs> only going to get a small mention here, but let's say you and Joey decide to move to Australia. Uh-huh. You're going to pack up. You've got no clients here. You've got your skills. So you know what you know today. How would you get business going quickly? So this is actually not as hypothetical of a question as you might think. Are you coming <laughs> to Australia? <laughs> We're not Australia that we have our sights set on Italy at least half time within the next few years. So that is not as hypothetical as you think. And I have done it before. So we did start a business in Erie, Pennsylvania, which is a very small city in the northeastern part of the country. And we picked up and moved to Austin, Texas, you know, 10 years ago and didn't know anybody. So 
(laughs) I went on this giant kind of networking bender and I did, and I just posted about this today. So it's fresh on my mind. I did the unthinkable for a creative professional and I did a Groupon 10 years ago, (laughs) um, which do you have Groupon in Australia? Yeah, yeah. And there's so many copies now too. Yes. So it's in, it's evolved and changed a lot over the years. But back then it was so fascinating because it was still kind of in its heyday. And you would have people from, you know, we would have millionaires and then we would have women in like college dorms. So, and I was doing in home because I didn't have a studio at that time. So I was driving all over the place taking these essentially free sessions because that's how Groupon works. You know, you're not really getting paid much for them. But the important thing to me was I don't know anybody here and I need to know people and I need to show them what I can do. So I'm going to deliver my best customer service as if they were paying me thousands of dollars, even though I am barely getting enough to cover my gas to drive all over the city. And I still, like the woman that I photographed seven times that I've mentioned already today, and I posted this morning on my Instagram, you know, she was my Groupon client. She was one of my first clients in Austin 10 years ago, and she's still booking full price sessions with me to this day. So my message for that is not necessarily go and start a Groupon because I think Groupon's changed a lot and I don't know that it would be worth it now, but to not be so above putting yourself out there to get your name out there. I think it's just really important to be able to show as many people as possible what you can do. And if you can't bring yourself to do that, then I would second guess maybe what you're doing for a living. You have to love it enough to want to do it for free before you are able to charge full price for it. So I think just going out there and, and meeting as many people as you can, going to other businesses that are like-minded, even if it's not in the same industry, other businesses that maybe have the same brand message as you and would have the same target demographic, getting to know those people, seeing how you can serve them. Um, Can you offer a, you know, lingerie boutique owner, like a complimentary photo shoot experience? Because if you give her an amazing one, she's going to talk about you and her clients are probably going to be very similar to your clients. So it's just about kind of taming your ego and putting yourself out there. And it doesn't matter how good or new you are at the industry. People care about authenticity and people care about customer service. And if you're offering those two things, you can build a business from scratch without knowing anybody. I love that. So will you do that in Italy? Will you go to, say, a lingerie boutique store and go and network? Absolutely. I think, and I'm not one to just march into places with my business cards and say, hey, I'm a photographer and I think you should send me your clients. I'm more of a a service-based person. So I may go in as a customer and just be like, you know, I love your work. I love what you offer here. And just let the conversation develop organically. It's just all about building relationships. Business is about building relationships. And if you're not able to do that authentically without you know, sticking your hand out, like, what can you do for me? Then you're in for a lot of hard years ahead of you (laughs) and building a business. So yeah, and it's already started, even when it was just a concept, I started following local photographers in the community that I was looking to move to. And just really networking. And for me in particular, because I do offer education, I have built this really amazing community of photographers that have 
been learning for me, but also who I've been learning from. And it's amazing with this industry, how it can bring you together. So because of the internet and because of social media, it's really easy for these photographers in Italy to be accessible to me. And I've already made virtual friends with many of them. So I'm already setting up those little, like those little nuggets, those little people that I am going to be able to connect with and have coffee with and get to know and who are potentially going to put me into contact with my customers if they're not my customers themselves. Fantastic. I love it. Cara Marie, I introduced you as an artist and you truly mm-hmm. are. You're an amazing, amazing business person, artist, photographer. I love everything you've shared. I know the listener will get a ton from it. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing what you have. Thank you, Andrew. It's been awesome. Thank you so much. Alrighty. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Cara Marie Trombetta as much as I did. If you're listening, Cara Marie, again, thank you so much for coming on, for sharing what you have. I made it totally obvious through that interview that I love everything about you, your work, your business model, the way you've grown your business. I couldn't work as hard as you, but I I absolutely love what you're doing. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing what you did. For you, the listener, look, I hope it's the same for you. I hope you got an absolute ton from what Cara Marie had to share. I'd love to hear about it. Was there something that she shared in particular that you thought, yes, I can absolutely implement that and use it in my business because if there is i would love to hear about it i know cara marie would too let us know in the comments area of the show notes for today's episode and you can find them at photobizx.com forward slash 359 and the comment section is at the very bottom also on that page at that url you'll find links to anything and everything that cara marie shared you'll also find examples of her beautiful work it's all there in that one spot Now, of course, if you are a premium member, I'll be looking to add Cara Marie into our members' Facebook group, so you'll have access to her there, particularly if you have a follow-up question, if there's something that I didn't ask that you wish that I did, I'm sure that she'll be happy to come back and answer them for you in the group. It's shout-out time. I've got one big shout-out for today's episode, and this one goes to someone with the username 101RA. Now, I'm guessing, because this person is from the UK, that it's Rahim Mustafa from Wales, who's been a long-time listener and premium member. And Rahim, if it is you, thank you, mate, so much for leaving the review you did in iTunes. He says the PhotoBizX podcast is hands down the best. And if you're looking for advice on running a successful photography business, there isn't a better podcast out there. He goes on to say, this isn't boring talk about accounts (laughs) or how to take photos. This is how to market yourself and get clients. He's been listening to the PhotoBizX podcast for years and find them fun, entertaining, inspiring, and informative. Keep listening and spread the word. Nice one, Andrew. So Rahim, if that's you, 101 Ra, again, mate, thank you so much. If that's not you, (laughs) you can take all the thanks. And uh, if it's someone else, please let me know who you are so I can add a link back to your website using the keyword phrase that you're looking to rank for. It's my little way to say thanks for anyone who leaves an honest rating and review for the Photo BizX podcast. So do that. Let me know if you do it and I will add those links happily from the Photo BizX website to help you with your SEO. You're listening to the number one photography business podcast with Andrew Helmich, photobizx.com. 
Okay, just a couple or a few quick announcements before we close out today's episode. I've talked in the last few episodes about the special six-month membership. Uh, You can get that at photobizx.com forward slash SMS. I'm not going to talk much about that now. You can check out the show notes for more details on that one. I've also been talking a lot about the daily vlog challenge. That kicks off today and it's not too late to register. I can still get you in. You can easily catch up even if you missed today's challenge. You can easily catch up if you're two or three days behind actually because there are only really 15 minutes a day that you need to dedicate to the challenge so you can easily catch up. And the challenges are very simple. They're going to step you through and build you up to a place where you're comfortable being yourself on camera. And we do that through introducing, or I do, through little tips each day and we build on what we've done the day before. And the whole time I'm giving you prompts so you know exactly what to be sharing. We start with some general type prompts, introductions, and then we build up to marketing messages by week three and posting to your own social media sites. So it's a lot of fun. If you still want to get in and do this with us, head over to photobiz, you know, (laughs) yeah, photobizx.com forward slash challenge, or you can go to the URL that I just registered, dailyvlogchallenge.com, and you can sign up there and jump in. Uh, Lastly, I wanted to just send a quick reminder, or not send one, give you a quick reminder about the coronavirus resource page over at photobizx.com forward slash CVR. I'm still adding to that page as I hear about specials and discounts and promotions that that might affect you or, or help you in some way in your photography business. The latest one is from ShotKit, Mark at ShotKit.com. He has put together a page which is full of discounts for photographers. Now, (laughs) if you're into gear, you want to stay away from this page because you're going to want to buy stuff when you get there. But I've got a link to it in the show notes. Also, you'll find it over at the Coronavirus Resource page on PhotoBizX. It's a really cool page. Lots of great things there. There's courses, there's products all photography related, not specifically business related, which is always a bit scary, but uh, lots of good stuff there. So go and check that out over at shotkit.com or on the PhotoBizX resource page there for, for the coronavirus deals. Alrighty, that is it for me for this episode of the podcast. I hope you are staying safe, healthy and well. I hope you're enjoying the family time, the forced family time, if that's the kind of situation you are in like I am. I'm actually loving it. You know, we're having family dinners most nights, which is really nice. Alrighty, that is it for me. I hope you have a fantastic week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. If you have enjoyed this episode, head to photobizx.com. Join the conversation, leave a comment and share your thoughts on the interview with Andrew and today's special guest. 